there's some uh, statements that are attributed to the Baal that are hard to to process. What I mean is like this. If a story is attributed to the Baal this miracle happened, even if it didn't happen, it's not hard to process. As the Tzimach Tzedek said, if it's... Um, if it didn't happen, it could have happened. So anyone who believes all the stories of Baal Shem Tev is a, is, is a fool, because not all of them happened. And who doesn't believe them is not precarious, because they all could have happened. If you don't believe them, you're a heretic, because they all could have happened. But the statements that are attributed to the Baal Shem Tev said, that's, that's different. You, you, you don't know if they're true, and you, you're left wondering, well, if that sounds true, is it true? And... Like uh, these guys, like Buber and all these other uh, well-meaning Jews, trying to uh, spread chassidus in their way, made a lot of statements and attributed to Baal Shem to another tzaddikim, and you don't know if it's like pop psychology or if it's uh, or if it's One of the statements that they say that Baal Shem Tev said, or or Baal Shem Tev was, Baal Shem could see in every Jew's movement a prayer, every movement of a Jew he could see that tefillah. It could be, it could be, that's true, I, mean, I don't know, how, how, how would I know? I mean, the Rebbe says that a Jew sighs, <sighs> what does it say in Hagem Yem? If a Jew sighs, what is it? It's true, huh? It's true, it's high level of truth. What? One shake of a rooster. One shake of a rooster. One shake of a rooster. You just made that up? No, no, just one. And again, it says one action is better than a thousand sides. One action. That's how you, right away you thought of the, 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 the rooster, as soon as you heard that. Rooster shaking. Okay. So, um, believe it or not, there are other people that just thought other things. I mean, not everyone got to the shake of the rooster. That, but Akoponim, uh, the point is, is that Baal um, Shantav did see in a Yid's Aveda, in a Yid doing something, saw something deeper, for sure. So, the reason I'm mentioning this is because um, we were learning about the Jewish people being called by the name Yosef, right? And uh, we're learning about how uh, Joseph like Yosef ignored his brother's faults and was kind to them. So too, the best way for you to, you to discover your inner, inner, innerness, that's not a word, is it? Innerness? No, sorry. Your inside is by doing the same towards another. You, you, you ignore their faults and you uh, treat them like your family. So that's how you discover your Hashem. That was the conclusion of the Sikha. But the Rebbe brought this medish on the way. And the Medrash says a lot of other things about Yosef. And uh, I'm trying to understand exactly what the Rebbe is saying. Very mindful. Mindful? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. The, um, the Medrash says three statements. The first is, Joseph Yosef gathered from the years of plenty and brought them to the years of hunger. So, we, so to ask Hashem to gather from our merits of this world and bring them to the world to come. So we, we understood that. If you remember, that this world is called the year, the years of plenty, because we have these opportunities here to make pleasure for Hashem, mm-hmm. versus the world to come is a pleasure for us. So this, that's why it's called a, world, a time of famine, because it's not the real thing. It's just, it's just a, a, a uh, you know, a, a senior living kind of pleasureful kind of place. 
we're asking Hashem that um, in addition to getting the, the pleasures of the world to come, we want to have something of the, we want the real stuff. We want the pleasure, one second, we want, we want your pleasure, Mashiach We want to feel your pleasure. So Yosef gathered from years of hunger, years of plenty, so too we're telling Hashem that we deserve, we're asking Hashem, please give us the, uh, your, we're going to experience the real stuff. Why do we deserve the real stuff? Because he does a mitzvah with geshmak in this world. He's expressing how he and Hashem are one. And therefore, although it's not natural geshmak to him, he says it's geshmak anyways, and he feels it's geshmak anyways. Everyone said that's the chiddush, that's what's unusual about chassidim. Chassidim find geshmak in doing Kabbalah sale. I love these chassidim in Summerlin, they're dancing around the Meneira. That's, that's, why, that's why I grew up. Uh, my grandfather loved these Jews who come to the Simchas Beis HaSheva um, in Worcester when it was raining. And all the chassidim came from New York. They ever say you should go out and, and bring happiness to Jews around in surrounding areas. So the, all these Jews would come from, from, from headquarters to Worcester, make a fabrengen. So if it rained, when they tell you guys to come back home, tell them from we ended early. These guys are, are, are from headquarters. <laughs> they don't know about any business. Guys like Beryl Lipsker, Angazan, uh, these guys are professional Jews. Shem Madanshik all Shalom. You heard about this guy? You read about them? Yeah, he's professional chassidim. So, so they're coming to Max Fulman, all Shalom, a Jew from Worcester, regular, posh, simple Jew. Angazunt, your shver, okay, your shver is taka one of the, one of the big boys. He's one of the top chassidim also. Thank your shver. I mean, your hey, your shver taka also. Your shver was sitting there too. Anyways, these, these Jews, simple yidden, they were uh, Mark Levine, simple yidden. They were they were sitting with the big boy, big boys, and they were sitting there. And my grandfather kissed Max Fulner. Max, I'm jealous of you. You're dripping with Hasidic moisture. It's, it's, it's rain is. <laughs> so that, that a Jew has geshmak and doing things for the sake of Hashem. So therefore, because of that. A Jew merits to come to the world to come and experience God's pleasure. Why? Because he already experienced God's pleasure. God's pleasure. Because he's doing mitzvahs. And he's enjoying the because Hashem said so. So gathering from the years of plenty, when we're causing God pleasure, God's pleasure now, but doing mitzvahs, into the years of famine, in time, in time of Mashiach, when we cannot have that same experience, makes sense. If we're doing mitzvahs with simcha, we should get that. that the first request we have from Hashem, we understand. You follow Mechom one second. Zev had his hand raised earlier. I, I delayed him. So I go ahead, Zev. Why would Hashem want to bring Mashiach? There's actually a sicha where the Rebbe says, even if Hashem wants to delay the Jewish people in exile for another moment, because of the pleasure that the, the Messiah's Nefesh has for him, nevertheless, the Jew says to the Ebishter, Anything you're the owner, and you go to someone's house, you have to listen to whatever the owner t- tells you to do, the, the, the one who invited you tells you to do, except for one thing. What's it, when if someone's go to a Dr. Resman's house, listen to everything he says, except for one thing. Why are you not supposed to listen to him out? To leave. <laughs> so so Yid says to Abishur, you cannot take me out of of the um, of the uh, of 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 being by your father by, by your table. And the Abishur has pain when not by his table. The Abishter enjoys our mitzvahs, yeah, but the Abishter um, was waiting, like we're waiting for Mashiach's coming, so to speak. The Shekhinah is in Golis. Yes, so I mentioned that. Okay, so so I mentioned before that, not today, but we learned about this, that although a mitzvah brings Nachas Ruch to Hashem, but there's something limited in that nachas ruach, in that pleasure of Hashem. How is it limited? Because since it's today only in a hidden state, 
so it doesn't connect with Hashem's essence in a revealed way. Because by saying it has to be hidden, that means that it's not, doesn't, it doesn't um, connect with Hashem's essence. Hashem's essence, essence doesn't have to be anything. So since mitzvahs today only bring down godliness in a way that it's hidden, so in a way it's, it's, it's less than the full expression of God's essence, less than the full expression of God's pleasure. And therefore the, the mitzvah today is also not uh, perfect in a way. We need, they've asked this question, they said, how, how can we need the coming of Mashiach isn't, if this is the full expression of God's pleasure? And the answer is no, it's not the full expression of God's pleasure because it has to be hidden. If it has to be, Ganeidin and Etzilus are for sure not the full expression of God's pleasure because they're just pleasures of our pleasures. We enjoy Ganeidin, we enjoy Etzilus. But even a mitzvah, which is a Hashem's pleasure, a mitzvah comes from Hashem's essence, but still, is there an expression of a mitzvah? Do you see a mitzvah nowadays? A mitzvah isn't, it's not revealed what a mitzvah is nowadays. There's something that's missing in God's intent. Hashem wants not just His essence to be here, He wants His essence to be revealed. And that is only going to be seen with Shechudah. Plenty of it. The reservoir filled with simcha that's currently hidden. You seen the simcha hidden? The Hashem's Hashem's pleasure is hidden. Right. For the years of famine, when we can no longer generate the tainek for Hashem, but all the tainek that we brought him up until that point will then be revealed. Right. I do want to mention that that, that the Rebbe addresses mitzvahs that will be done after Mashiach's coming as well. We say in davening, we can only, when um, Mashiach come, can we do mitzvahs perfectly the way you want them to be? So there will be mitzvahs then too. Um, so, uh, why are those mitzvahs not sufficient to bring Hashem's pleasure? Uh, it's, 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 uh, it has to do with making the world a home for Hashem, transforming Tachtainim. So Mashiach comes, the world's already a dear Tachtainim. So the, the act of transformation doesn't doesn't happen as much when Mashiach comes apparently. Um, Which seems like it would have to run out. But even, mitzv- even though we've had two thousand years of that's two thousand years of that we've been aside in some spiritual reservoir waiting for the coming of Mashiach, which is all then going to be used up when Mashiach comes. It can't last forever, or I guess it can, because I mean that's, this is the last gullus, so. It is a topic, um, and, I, and you know what? I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if your questions are addressed in the Ha'aris of uh, Rabbi Zulitsky on, on this Nicha. Um, I, I, I would want to know more about what you're asking. There is something about Hashem's essence is brought down nowadays. Um, in addition to that, there's a transformation element, and, and L'Chera, we're missing that when Mashiach will come. And L'Chera, that's what they're saying. Hashem will gather from what we're doing now to, to the coming of Mashiach. L'Chera, that's um, so, in short, in a sentence, what, what, what do we just say? The mitzvahs we do nowadays, they do bring down God's pleasure, and we're going to merit to be part of that because we're doing them with pleasure, and therefore we're, we're, we're expressing how godlike we are because we're rejoicing in His joy. It says in the last of the 12 psukim, Yismach Yesav, Jews should rejoice in God's Okay. Well, It's never revealed here now. Or is that Tainug that Hashem gets different from revealed revealed Hashem when we have Ashkacha practice or something, that we openly see the light 
that we did or the mitzvah that we did and the outcome that it, it, uh, it contributed to. Ashgach is not a revelation of God's essence, is it? Or is it? Maybe it is. But, but we're talking about the, the impact of the mitzvah, the tefillin. The tefillin mm-hmm. you, you see Hashem's essence in the tefillin that you did. The mitzvah that you did, the expression of God's essence. The Mashiach will come, you'll see Hashem's essence in your tefillin. You'll see your, what your tefillin does in relationship to Hashem. You, you'll see how your mitzvah brings down the light of Hashem. Huh? Okay. So, so that's the first statement in the Medish. Bring the years of plenty into the years of fam, preserve the mitzvahs we're doing nowadays. The mitzvahs we're doing nowadays has something incredible in them, and preserve that for the years of fam. But then we ask Hashem a second request. What if we don't have simcha in our mitzvahs? So what if our mitzvahs are just dry and boring, and we're not such chassidim, and we only dance when it's not raining? Uh, so so what, what do we tell Hashem then? So we tell Hashem, just like Yosef treated his brothers according to their deeds, so to treat us according to our deeds. What was that request? We learned that Yosef looked at the, uh, Yosef was telling us that the brother, just like Yosef didn't think about their intent to what they were doing, he just looked at the, the, the product of their actions. So do we say to Hashem, don't look at our intent, don't look at our kavana. If someone gives tzedakah uh, because he wants his son to live, just because of some so, selfish motive, he wants something to be gained by giving tzedakah, the Gemara says he's a tzedakah gomer. Why is he a tzedakah gomer? He's a tzedakah gomer because the mitzvah, not, first of all, deep down in his heart, his neshama wants the mitzvah. But besides that, the um, the mitzvah itself impacts him. The mitzvah itself changes, changes him and, and reveals the neshama. So just like Yosef treated his brothers and looked at their deeds, so do we tell Hashem, look at our actions. And deep down we have kavanah too. So this is something that Yosef gives us. Yosef, we said, he carries all the things of Yaakov and brings them to the world. Yosef is the one who reveals... You know, our selfish actions, their, their soul-like quality. He sees in the selfishness, he's able to reveal the godliness. We're doing a mitzvah because of our selfishness, and, and Yesaf, at Sadiq, is the one who brings out from us and shows how it's not selfish, how there's an neshama there too. Is that here that he does it, or when Mashiach comes, all the mitzvahs that we didn't do with Simcha, which are lacking an aspect of bringing down Hashem's tainuk, will also get revealed because of this level of Yosef. I have a similar question. I'm not sure if it's the same one. It, does this mean that Yosef, um, that Yosef helps us and Golas feel more our Neshama's intent? Is that what you're asking? Yeah. So that's what I was asking for about, about Martin Buber and his statement or someone's statement that Baal Shem to son every Jew a prayer. In every Jew's action, he saw a prayer. Is that the pshat that Yosef at Tzaddik helped every Jew somehow connect to their neshama? I mean, the Rebbe spoke many times about how a Yid turns to Hashem, does a mitzvah, and that's Mesiris Nefesh. Yid does a mitzvah, that's Mesiris Nefesh. Is that Mesiris Nefesh? Is a Jew thinking when he's doing a mitzvah that he's about to like, jump off a, a, a roof for the sake of Hashem? Not necessarily. But the Rebbe sees in that mitzvah, the Rebbe sees in Mesiris Nefesh. So it could be that it could be that, that in the Jew's consciousness there's no more Mishra's Nefesh than, than the Yosef didn't bring out in the Jew his, his intent at all but it could be that Yosef, Yosef merited by looking at his brothers that way that he merited to make that request that we can make a request in his merit to Hashem and say 
words, there's tzaddikim are able to to reveal things that aren't seen to us. Although in our consciousness we don't see any trace of selflessness, the tzaddik sees more. So Yosef treated his brothers that way. He looked at his brothers. You guys are wonderful. Look what you guys did for me. What a ridiculous thing to say. Ridiculous is maybe the wrong word, but it's so it's so it's so incongruous to to what, how we will look at the reality. So it's so, it's so strange. They didn't do any favors for him. Imagine someone beats you up when you're a kid, and because they beat you up, you decide you want to become Mr. Mr. Uh, what's his name, Bruce Lee. You you got beaten up, so you go over to the guy, you beat the uh, out of the guy who beat you up when you were a kid, and say thank you. You taught me. <laughs> you know. It's psychology. It's called reaction formation. That's why people grow up in, in you know, slums, in bad neighborhoods. They want to become policemen, mm-hmm. and so forth. So it's similar to I know it's a little. Yeah. He's bringing out the inner intent, even though it's hidden. So Yosef brings out that inner intent in us in regards to a mitzvah, even though we don't have that conscious awareness, or even if we don't even think it even exists. Right. Right. Um, there is kavanah in our souls, and Yosef acted that way, and therefore he, he, um, we say to Hashem, measure for measure, do the same for us, to, um, to treat our mitzvahs that we're doing for the wrong reasons, if they're done for the right reasons. Um, okay, but then there was the third request. The third request is, is, is the hardest to understand. The third request is, those are, those are okay, we, we talk about two things so far. Mitzvah is done for simcha, that fits right in like a glove to be a Mashiach. We're enjoying God's joy. Boom. We deserve to receive Hashem's pleasure in mitzvahs because we're, we're doing that. We're acting godly. We're doing mitzvahs without having the intent. So Yosef sees in that, and we ask Hashem, a merit of Yosef, that Hashem should consider mitzvahs as if we are doing them with, with incredible kavana and simcha. Fine. That request we, we explained as well. Then there's a third statement in the Medrash. Doing mitzvahs with selfish motives. And we're saying to Hashem, just like Yosef treated his brothers according to their deeds, so too treat us according to our deeds. Don't look at our intent. Look at our, look at our deeds. And deep down we have the intent too. Just like Yosef's brothers, uh, they did something uh, that, the, that the actions themselves weren't, the actions themselves were helpful to Yosef, even though the, their intent wasn't. So too we say to Hashem, although our intent wasn't the way it's supposed to be, so look at our deeds. Okay. Then there's a third statement in the Medish. The third statement in the Medish analyzes the sin of the brothers and says, just like their intent was sinful, they did bad to Yosef, Yosef still did good to his brothers, so do we say to Hashem, do the same for us. What are we referring to? We're not ref- the first thing the Medish was addressing was mitzvahs done with simcha. That should merit God's pleasure. The second thing the Medish was addressing was mitzvahs done for selfish motives. Now the Medish addresses our Avedis, our regular day- day-to-day that's a shalom day to day. But our, <laughs> uh, the regular uh, um, Averis. Yes, I do. And that's why he's on my right side over here, my right hand man. And he's documenting it the way it's supposed to be written. You're on Are Averis really Averis? Okay. In the Okay. So, so Avera. 
Yosef, we're saying in merit of Yosef, treating his brothers kindly, although they treated him wor- bad, we're saying to Hashem, although we did things wrong to you, meaning, referring to Averis, you should consider them like those mitzvahs done with Simcha, you should consider our Averis. Consider our Averis, which may have done, done for Simcha for the wrong reasons, consider them as, as if they're mitzvahs done with Simcha. Why? Why? What's the connection over here? This is, the, 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 where is, Okay, it's true if you do tshuva out of love, all your averes turn into mitzvahs. But there's no, there's no, you can't find any trace of intent over here that, of the neshama. And if, if you do a mitzvah for the wrong reason, you can say the neshama wants to do it for the right reason. Fine. But how can you say about an avera that you had kavana because your neshama wanted it? Your neshama doesn't want averes. So how can you say about, about averes? That we should merit because of our sins. We say to Hashem, just like Yosef, his brothers treated him badly, he treated them kindly. So too, we treated you badly. Nevertheless, treat us kindly, anyways. And because of what we did, give us, give us, uh, give us uh, the world to come. Let us experience your joy. What's the connection? Our actions weren't good, and our kavana wasn't good either. What's, what, 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 what are we selling Hashem? In merit of all of our various. Give us uh, the pleasure of B'yasa Mashiach. We're, we're, what merchandise are we offering? So you may say, we're offering the merchandise of, the, of these incredible mitzvahs, because when you do tshuva, that various turns into mitzvahs. We, we wouldn't have had this deep relationship with you, with you, Hashem, had we not done these averes. These averes contributed to our feeling close to you. Had we not done these averes, we would never have this experience. That's what you could say. But the Rebbe's question is, Okay, that's, that's fine about the Aver turning into a mitzvah. But what about the intent over here? What about the, there's, no, there's no intent. So the Rebbe says, this is what the Medrash says we should learn from Yosef. Since the outcome was something good, we, don't, we consider it. Hashem should ask Hashem to consider it as if these Averis were done for the intent of tshuva. Since Hashem only does good, He is kindness and is chesed, so every action that we do, whether good or bad, technically is good because it's leading us towards the coming of Mashiach. So, let's, let's read this note outside. It's, uh, it says like this, What does Ene Mulvade mean? Ene Mulvade means, Okay, I'm confused about Ene Mulvade. Um, I'll just say one point from this note. Averis express the connection of the Shema to Hashem. Averis. How does an Averis express the connection of the Shema to Hashem? Because after the Avera, you still do Tshuva. So that shows that your connection to Hashem, like, 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 like I don't want to say which president, but there's a president who used to use the expression, our unshakable bond with Israel. <laughs> Why is it called unshakable bond with Israel? Because he constantly messed it up. <laughs> and we're still looking at him. Please help us, please help us. Can you really help us? Unshakable. So an Aveda is an expression of our bond with Hashem, unshakable bond with Hashem, because even though we shook it, it's still unshakable. There's another reason why an Aveda expresses our bond with Hashem, because even while we're doing the Aveda, the, the Aveda cannot touch the bond of the essence of Hashem with Hashem. So the Aveda itself expresses our bond with Hashem. So we tell the Abishter that consider it as if our Averis were done with the intent of this Shuvah. Even though our Neshama didn't want to do it at all. Our Neshama, there's, no, there's no intent over here. The Neshama, that's why the author of this thir- thir- third statement of the Medish is. The, who's the author of this thir- third statement of the Medish? Anyone remember? Menachem, Reb Menachem. What's the meaning of Menachem? Menachem means to comfort. So the Menachem of, 
One of the explanations of the word Menachem Av is that there's a Av, there's a, there's a calamity, there's a tent of Tevis, there's a Tishabav. Or saying, Avishter, we know it's bad, but give us, we, 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 we um, want us to, we, we're asking Hashem to, uh, to uh, comfort us for the, problem, for the pain that we're feeling. But the meaning of the word Av, Father, is that we should see the good in those events themselves. Not just that we should be comforted from them, but and there's a problem that we're experiencing. We ask Hashem to take away that problem. That's where the word Menachem means, to be comforted. You're only comforted when there's an issue. The word Av means, hello, good morning. The word Av means that we should feel the goodness in those events themselves. So, th- so who is the author of this third statement in the Medish? That just like we treated you bad, treat us good. Uh, although we treated you poorly, treat us kindly. Rabbi Menachem ben Rabbi Oven. What's Oven mean? Oven means father. So we're asking Hashem that the Averis themselves should be, it should be revealed how they are for the intent of the greater, deeper relationship we have to Hashem as a result of the truth afterwards. And who's the one who can bring this out? This is what Yosef brings out. Yosef has a, Yosef, his, his Aveda, his effort is to bring down all of Yaakov's, whatever Yaakov has in the world of Atzilu is to bring it down, not just to the world of mitzvahs, not just down to the world of mitzvahs done with simcha, not just down to the world of mitzvahs done with, with, with dry kabbal sale, but the power of Yosef is to bring down godliness into the place of full of klipa. And the way we access this again is by looking at another person positively, although they uh, do something wrong to us. Really, they're not doing something wrong. Really, that wrongness is an expression of the neshama. You don't have to go so far. You don't have to go so far. That's what they're ever doing. They, they, no one can do anything to you. Whatever happens to you is from Hashem. Exactly. So, so they can't possibly, it's only all Hashem doing it to you. But you looking at them personally and seeing good in them means that you're looking beyond their actions. You're saying they are a yid and this is, they're, they're my brother and, and you're seeing their neshama. So the Avish also looks at you and sees all kinds of stuff that you're doing and says, this is, this is, this is, this is, this is neshama, the kid thinks. Lachaim.